Welcome to episode three of the Lives of the Saints, first series, the 1928 BCP Saints. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In this episode, I pay tribute to St. Stephen the Proto-Martyr, whose feast day or holy day is December 26th. When first we hear of Stephen, the time is about a year after the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, which was the beginning of the church at Jerusalem. The church was composed mostly of Hellenized Jews who spoke Koine Greek and not Hebrew. St. Stephen's name was first on the list of seven men, quote, of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, from Acts 6, verse 3. These names were drawn from among a group of disciples interested in helping distribute food to the poor, thus leaving the twelve apostles to evangelize as Jesus had directed them. The illustration and this and the next several slides is a 19th century stained glass window of St. Stephen holding a stone. The location and artist was not available from the source of the picture. All seven on the list, like Stephen, had Hellenic names. Stephen comes from the Greek Stephanos, meaning crown. Thus organized, they prayed, and then the apostles, quote, laid hands on them, unquote, meaning ordained them to do the work of the church. According to the account of St. Luke in Acts 6, verse 7, these seven brought into the new church many converts, including some former Jewish priests. St. Luke tells us that St. Stephen was, quote, full of faith and power, and that he, quote, did great wonders and signs among the people, in Acts 6.8, meaning he healed the sick as well as preached among the people. Among the unconverted Jews listening to Stephen speak was a group called the Freedmen, or Libertines in the King James Version, so-called because they had been freed recently from their captivity by the Romans, and they had a renewed passion for traditional Judaism. They were especially offended at two of St. Stephen's teaching doctrines, First, that the church was open to all people, not just the Jews. And second, that Mosaic law had been adapted to Christian belief and practice. This group of freedmen allied themselves with Cyrenian and Alexandrian Jews from North Africa, from today's eastern Libya and the Egyptian port city of Alexandria, Cilician Jews from Asia Minor, convincing them to falsely claim that they had heard Stephen blaspheme both God and Moses. The governing Jewish Sanhedrin council had Stephen arrested and charged with blasphemy. The charges stressed two of St. Stephen's sayings, his quotation of Jesus' prophecies that the temple would be destroyed and rebuilt in three days, and the destruction of Jerusalem. St. Luke's account in the Acts of the Apostles tells us of St. Stephen's spirited defense of his own views, 
including a detailed review of the history of the Jewish people, and you'll find that in Acts chapter 7, verses 1 to 53. The main points of Stephen's defense was that the Jews did not understand God's intentions and disobeyed his commandments, that they rejected God's prophets, killing many of them, and that they returned to the practices of the captivity period in Egypt and worshipped idols, the famous golden calf in particular. St. Stephen's defense reached its peak when he told the Jews, of which he counted himself one, that the Most High God did not, quote, dwell in temples made with hands. In his defense, he quoted Isaiah 66, 1. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has my hand not made all these things? Stephen then called them stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ear. He further accused them of resisting the Holy Spirit and finally of killing the, quote, just one, unquote, meaning Jesus Christ. He called them betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the direction of the angels and have not kept it. That's Acts 7, 52b and 53. St. Luke's account suggests that St. Stephen understood the rage of the Jews. He wrote that Stephen, being, quote, full of the Holy Spirit, unquote, gazed up to heaven and saw, quote, the glory of the Lord and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, unquote, and that he called out to his accusers saying, in verses 55 and 56, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Stephen certainly must have been aware that the Jews who accused him knew of the Savior's use of the term Son of Man to describe himself. This equating of Jesus of Nazareth with the Hebrew God turned Jewish anger into rage. They screamed at him, according to St. Luke's account in 754-58. They screamed at him and covered their ears against his words and cast him out of the city, meaning they took him to a place probably outside the Damascus Gate where they stoned him to death, which was the appointed punishment for blasphemy. The illustration is the stoning of St. Stephen by artist Gabrielle Jules Thomas from the pediment above the front door of the Church of St. Etienne du Mont in Paris, mostly built in the first half of the 1500s. Etienne is the French spelling of Stephen. Saul of Tarsus, after his conversion called Paul, stood by holding the coats of those who stoned Stephen to his death. But Stephen called out to God, saying, quote, Lord, receive my spirit. Stephen then kneeled and before his death cried out, Lord, do not charge them with this sin in Acts 7, verse 60. The illustration is a 
Greek Orthodox icon at Vatopaida Monastery, Manathos, Greece, the martyrdom of St. Stephen, painted in 1805 by hieromonk Seraphim, who included himself at the lower right, kneeling in the icon. For more on the virtue of forgiveness, see the second day of Christmas episode in the AIC seasonal video series, The Twelve Days of Christmas, linked from the digital library page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. After the stoning, St. Stephen's body was left unattended, which was a deliberate denial of the proper Jewish burial. According to early church tradition, a day or two later, the Jewish scholar Gamaliel and others rescued the body and buried it on Gamaliel's land at Kafargonda, north of Jerusalem. In 415 AD, the priest Lucian, inspired by the spirit of Gamaliel in the first century, asked and received from the Patriarch of Jerusalem approval for a formal burial of the remains of St. Stephen. On that site was built the Basilica of St. Stephen and a related monastery, which at one time had 10,000 monks. The Basilica of St. Stephen on that site was destroyed by crusaders in the 12th century. In 1900 A.D., a restored church of St. Stephen was completed, built upon the foundations of the original Byzantine church by the Roman Catholic Dominican order. It should be noted that there is also a Greek Orthodox monastery of St. Stephen shown in the illustration in the Kidron Valley east of the Temple Mount, which the Eastern Church claims as the site of St. Stephen's martyrdom. There are other traditions concerning the relics of St. Stephen. Sometime between 415 A.D. and 450 A.D., the remains of St. Stephen were taken to Constantinople. At an unknown date, the right arm of St. Stephen was taken from Constantinople to Russia, where it was entombed in the late 14th century Church of the Holy Trinity in the Monastery of St. Sergius at Sergeyev Posad, northeast of Moscow. The illustration is an 11th century Russian Orthodox icon of St. Stephen in tempera and gilt on wood panel at the Hermitage in St. Petersburg, Russia. St. Stephen was a favorite saint in the Middle Ages in the West. Stephen was the patron saint of the Austro-Hungarian monarchy. In fact, the first king called himself Stephen I. He was crowned in the early 11th century using the crown of St. Stephen. The Basilica of St. Stephen in Budapest, which houses part of the remains, claimed remains of St. Stephen, was built in 1905 A.D. It is one of two basilicas of the Roman Catholic Church in Hungary. St. Stephen the Proto-Martyr is honored in the Western Church on December 26th and in the Eastern Church on December 27th. The Eastern Church also celebrates two other events in St. Stephen's memory, the discovery of his relics on September 15th 
and the translation, as it is called, of his relics to Constantinople on August the 2nd. In the Anglican tradition, the collect for the Feast of St. Stephen, written by Archbishop Cranmer, was adapted from the Gregorian sacramentary. Grant, O Lord, that in all our sufferings here upon earth for the testimony of thy truth, we may steadfastly look up to heaven and by faith behold the glory that shall be revealed and being filled with the Holy Ghost may learn to love and bless our persecutors by the example of thy first martyr, St. Stephen, who prayed for his murderers to thee, O blessed Jesus, who standest at the right hand of God to succor all those who suffer for thee, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. In the Anglican tradition in America, St. Stephen is commemorated in the special verses for the hymn From All the Saints in Warfare, written in 1864 A.D. by Horatio Nelson, and published with the 1892 hymnal and sung to the tune, Aurelia. Praise for the first of martyrs who saw thee ready stand to aid in midst of torments to plead at God's right hand. Share we with him if summoned by death our own Lord to own. On earth the faithful witness, in heaven the martyr crown. The music was performed by Richard Irwin, whose website is www.hymnswithoutwords.com. If you'd like a PDF of all five pages of the hymn from All the Saints in Warfare, please send an email request to me at frron.stjohnanglican at earthlink.net. Thank you for joining me for Episode 3 in the Lives of the Saints first series, the 1928 BCP Saints. Episodes, as well as other teaching videos and seasonal videos, are or will be available on our YouTube channel, https colon right slash right slash www.youtube right slash c right slash St. John C with Saint spelled out. Or by a better way, by using the individual episode links found at our website www.anglicaninternetchurch.net on the digital library page. I also invite you to visit our virtual bookstore of historical, prayer, teaching, and other publications with the direct address https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen.
This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.